Hello, I'm Dr. John, the host of Staying Healthy with Dr. John Pudril on the Price of Business Network. I am pleased to introduce Michael F. Jacobson, PhD, the founder of the National Food Museum, co-founder of the Center for Science in the Public, Public Interest, and the author of Salt Wars, the battle over the biggest killer in the American diet. Today, we are going to talk about salt intake, a subject we have a common interest in for different reasons. I believe that eating foods with high foods in high in sodium over a period of time increases the occurrence of dementia. The hallmark of dementia is shrinkage of the brain mass, similar to what happens to vegetables when you pickle them with salt. Dr. Jacobson, on the other hand, has been fighting the salt war for over 40 years. In his book, he explains how the American food industry has managed to keep high salt levels resulting in over 100,000 preventable deaths in the United States. Dr. Jacobson, tell us what has been your experience with regard to the government action and response in this regard? Well, uh, first, thank you very much for having me on your show, Dr. John. I appreciate it. The, uh, there has been strong evidence for half a century and, and bits of evidence for over a century the diets high in sodium promote high blood pressure. And more recently, there's the other evidence, additional evidence about contributing to uh, dementia, uh, erectile dysfunction, headaches, a range of other illnesses. We've tried to get the, the Food and Drug Administration to set limits on sodium in different categories of packaged foods and restaurant foods. The government, since 1978, has resisted our efforts to set mandatory limits. So over the, over the decades, Center for Science in the Public Interest initiated many different approaches uh, to try to get the government to change. Letters, formal legal petitions. Um, we got Congress to fund the National Academy of Sciences about 12 years ago to do a study on how sodium levels could be reduced. And their conclusion was there should be mandatory limits on sodium. The Food and Drug Administration immediately said, no, we're not going to do mandatory. And several years later, they finally issued voluntary targets for sodium reduction. 150 different categories of food, a major undertaking. But the, F, but the FDA has done nothing to try to get the food industry to actually lower sodium levels. Okay. Now, what I would like to do is for you to tell our audience, what are the common sources of sodium in our present-day diet? Well, people have consumed sodium in foods since the beginning of time because there's a little sodium in everything. But that level of sodium, which would amount to, say, 500 or 1,000 milligrams a day, 
is very small compared to the current American diet. The average person consumes roughly 3,500 milligrams of sodium per day, mostly from processed foods and restaurant foods. So um, what can people do to lower sodium intake in processed foods? Well, first thing, they could eat fewer processed foods. Um, if, if, but if people eat processed foods, and everybody will eat processed foods, I eat processed foods, read the label. Very often, you can compare brands of just about anything, pasta sauces, salad dressings, frozen dinners, and you can see remarkable differences going from brand to brand. One brand might contain 50% more sodium than another brand. So read labels carefully. The other thing is eat out less often because restaurant foods are high in sodium, partly because the meals are so huge. And actually fast food restaurants have in general lower sodium foods than table service restaurants because fast foods are smaller portions in general. Wow. So those are really the several things people can do. Wonderful. We, we are running out of time, Dr. Jacobson. Can you explain briefly the importance of national, the National Food Museum? Well, the National Food Museum is just starting up. Um, it's going to be a museum, ideally in Washington, D.C., that would discuss the gamut of issues from the history of the human diet going back to the Stone Age up through the year 2100. Much of the museum will be devoted to the impact, for better or worse, of food on health, and also the impact of farming on climate change and other environmental issues. You know, the, our food system contributes about one-fourth of greenhouse gas emissions. So it's a huge sector, and the museum is going to try to educate people about all of these different issues. Just set your browser to food.museum and you can visit. The, the, mo the most common carrier of salt in the American diet is grain-based foods. These foods are also the leading cause of diabetes all over, type 2 diabetes all over the world. Therefore, by reducing the intake of grain-based foods to one half of what you are eating today, uh, listeners, you can not only reduce your salt intake, but also lower your chances of developing type 2 diabetes. Dr. Jacobson, I thank you for explaining the role of salt in a healthy living. Until next time, stay healthy in mind and body by lowering your salt intake and limiting your intake of grain-based foods. Thank you again for everybody who is listening in. Thank you, Dr. Jacobson. Thank you.